All right, all right. Welcome to uh, episode 65 of New Dwelling Podcast. Stuart Anderson here, just with a short welcome before we hear from Jake Cook. Grateful for Jake for spending the time being on the podcast. It's been a long time coming. Obviously, he's been a co-host since the very beginning and a huge part of our podcast. So grateful to spend some time with him to talk about his journey from uh, young athletics at East High to how he joined the team and uh, how he's a leader in a yellow jersey wear here on Miduele. Uh Jake, absolutely one of the best men that you'll meet. And you'll hear from this podcast how good he is at uh, recognizing team, expressing uh, his loyalty and passion for others and his desires to uh, you know, make changes in our team and then with all the people that he works with and associates with and is just a friend too. So grateful for Jake, for his example, his friendship, and uh, everything that he does physically for the team. Uh, we couldn't run the, the group or, or do what we do without him. So super grateful for him and the things that he shares and obviously for his friendship. So thanks, Jake. Big thanks to Kristen, who also joined and uh, helped as a co-host. Grateful for this episode, thankful, and looking forward to 2023. We're going to have some new kit designs released here soon. Store's going to open for uh, winter, I guess, and uh, the spring kits. We're looking forward to uh, a lot of new fun sponsors, a lot of new businesses uh, from the team. Awesome guys who want to support and be part of the jersey and be part of contributing to everything that we do. So that'll be fun to have their new logos uh, on our jerseys. With that, enjoy the episode. Hopefully you'll enjoy what you learned from Jake and uh, get to know him a little better. All right. Enjoy. Okay. Welcome, everybody, to the podcast. We're grateful to gather today. Welcome, Jacob. Great to be here. Kristen Anderson. Thanks for having me. You would assume that there's going to be another guest. There is not. We are talking to Jake today. It's very exciting. It only took us 65 episodes to interview you. To be honest, I thought I'd probably be on 69, but you know, I think 65 works. <laughs> He's so dumb. Uh, I'll just label it 69 no matter what. You're so dumb. <laughs> so good. Hey, um, big news. Uh, camp. We're set up, Jake, because he's in charge of it. We have set the dates. I know it's a ways away, but that's okay, right? April got something to look forward to in the winter. Yeah. April 13th will be the Thursday, 14th will be the Friday, 15th the Saturday, and then that special Sunday ride. Just kidding. I don't want to advertise that the 16th. So it's later than normal. Any thoughts on that, Jake? No, I think uh, we came together as a group and, you know, I think there was uh, you know, trying to make it work for everybody. And, uh, but I think April is going to be great. I mean, it's later in a month later and it's going to be warmer, I think, which is going to be great. And, you know, I think it provides a little bit more time for people to, you know, build their fitness a little bit more. So mm. anyway, it's just super exciting. I think it's, uh, I think always the challenge is how do we make it better than last year? And I think that's the challenge this year. So, yeah. Yeah. Give that uh, gravel bike away to a member of the team is probably a start. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding. We know he's listening. We know he's listening. Uh, all right, let's get started. Jake, I asked your wife. She was very willing, very grateful to write this. She wrote it uh, a little intro on you. Actually, she told me that it started to sound like a funeral eulogy uh, <laughs> when she finished. So, <laughs> all right, I'm going to read it. If you guys want to chime in here, it's very good. All right, Jake, born and raised in Salt Lake City. All of his life played soccer and football competitively and then went on to play both at college level for the University of Utah. Okay, okay, we're coming out hot. He has the natural ability to excel in anything that he chooses. In high school, an article was written in the local newspaper appointing him as the natural. And that phrase has stuck with him his entire life, even though watch the video, even though he blushes still today, if it's brought up, <laughs> he's shaking his head. Terrible. He gets laser focused and is one of the most dedicated people I know. I don't know of a person with more grit and determination, uh, parentheses, maybe stubbornness to finish, even if he's bleeding, cut and bruised while doing it. We'll talk about that. He pushes himself harder each year and always gives his best while taking on all the stress and responsibility of being a husband and a dad. We joke with Jake that he always finds a hobby to throw all of his passion into. And for him, biking is just that biking. Very good. 
when we moved, when we moved into our house in the I like this into the Miduele area, <laughs> we got invited to cycle with a few of the guys. Nearly six years later, he still rides with the Miduele team. His hobby, that was just a warm weather hobby, has turned into a twelve months out of the year that sneaks its way into every family vacation. <laughs> just recently, yeah. oh, I love that. He's even made friends with groups of other cyclists in other states and continues to grow his circle of friends. He is the neighborhood and family go-to guy for gear and bike questions and loves to take time to talk shop with anybody and anything bike-related. He sets continuous goals to bike harder, faster, longer, and better each year and has definitely made it a part of his lifestyle. It's been inspiring to see him support and challenge his group of friends of cyclists and to always look out for the person who may need a friend or an enthusiast, a friend or an enthusiast along the way. All joking aside about his ultimate hobby, he's the best dad to our four kids and a dotting husband. He has three wild boys and one little girl who are absolutely crazy for four who may wake up in the early morning hours of the morning to follow his beacon <laughs> and wait patiently on the front porch for his morning return. I love that. Very good. It's cool. Thanks, All right, man. The natural. The natural. Let's go. <laughs> Dude, maybe start there. Talk. Can you just tell us a little bit about uh, your family, where you grew up? Yeah, so I grew up uh, in the Harvard Yale area. So kind of over the, I'm an East High local product, I guess. Uh, but uh, yeah, I loved, grew up there um, my whole life. And then um, I'm, a, I'm the second oldest of five children. So I have an older sister, Candice, and there's me. And then I've got a younger sister, Carly. And then a younger brother, Jason, who was on the team as well. You guys may know him. And then a younger sister, uh, Chloe, who was um, mm -hmm. at the U. So, yeah, just a great family. Got a mom and dad, Todd and Karen. And um, my mom is great. And uh, my dad is, you know, the hardest worker I know. So, yeah. If the team didn't know, Jake tries to keep it private. But now I'm putting it on a podcast. Uh, every year, his family contributes $1,500 to the team as a sponsorship to the team. Uh, as a charitable donation to help or uh, encourage maybe a team member who um, needs financial assistance from us in order to be part of the team. So uh, that money's been used for paying mostly uh, fees for people to participate in races who want to participate. And then the team sponsors them when maybe they, they can't pay for it or something's come up where uh, they need help. So pretty awesome family that he comes from, um, of giving and, and, uh, looking out for each other. So yeah, the best, the best part about that note is who signs it, you know, and what, what she says it for, you know? Yeah, she does. <laughs> so Jay, it's your mom, right? It is my mom. Yeah. Oh, so my, my mom, uh, you know, manages my grandma's foundation, the Burbage foundation that's, uh, donates to the U to, to all the student athletes at the U. So, um, yeah, it's a great opportunity and they're more than willing to help out any way they can for the team. So Nice. Kristen, any questions for Jake for his, uh, his childhood background? How did we not hear about the natural? Dude, right. You really kept it under wraps. <laughs> you got You got to find it. You got to little dig a little bit, but, uh, yeah, that was, uh, I can't remember if it was my junior year. I think it was probably my junior year that the natural came out. Maybe, I don't even, maybe senior, but, uh, yeah, I just was, uh, I was okay at playing sports and, and, uh, this, person wrote an article talking to me about the natural and and uh, it's just kind of stuck ever since so that's kind of the joke here at the office two people call me the natural mm. i kind of just smirk around but uh yeah, yeah it's like call uh sign. call sign call sign natural oh, like yes jason kind of dropped the ball on that like not <laughs> us in. like right out the gate like you guys do you even know who this is i mean come uh, on yeah I, I try i tried to you know keep that undercover i've also got you know three boys that i need to you know keep humble and stuff like that too nice. so it's it's good but. um part of the reason we interview team members is to get you to know them uh so i'm going to read a little paragraph so you'll know jake two-time first team all-state running back 2005 2006 as a junior at east high he led foray in rushing 1713 yards that's on 173 rushes. Go ahead and do that calculation, everybody. That's over 10 yards per carry. Uh, you also had 23 touchdowns as a senior, played soccer, was the 2005 4A soccer MVP, 
and led East High to the 2005 state title. Dude, how did you how did you come out of high school and not just come on? This is this is big. <laughs> How'd you stay humble, dude? <laughs> no, it was just fun. I mean, I, I think for me, the challenge of, of of sports is, you know, can you get better every year? And I, I've, I think we'll get into this a little bit later, but uh, I, you know, sports to me has always been my life and, you know, being on a team is, is become every fiber of my being. Right. I mean, mm -hmm. I just, I love being a part of a team. And so, you know, I know those stats are great, but there's a whole team behind those stats, right. It's not just me running those things. And, you know, I've got a whole line that blocked for me doing those things. I've got a whole team surrounding me by 10 players you nice. know, playing soccer and winning that ring. So, uh, you know, it's not just me. It's, it's a, it's a team, team effort. Nice. Spoken like a true leader. Well done, Jake. <laughs> that was great. Uh, I know you had a knee injury. Was that high school or was that college? So that was college. So back in 20, okay. I think 2012. Yeah. I was, I used to like to do some tricks off the jumps and skiing and unfortunately came down pretty hard on my knee and that kind of, before all that happened, I, I, felt like I was a superhuman that nothing could really happen to me. I mean, I experienced a few concussions in, in playing football and, uh, uh, you know, of that nature. But, uh, you know, when I, when I tore my ACL, it was kind of like, okay, I, I'm human. It kind of brought the real world back into me and, you know, kind of needed to set a, a good perspective, a better perspective than what it was before. So. Hmm. I like that. So you kind of, um, do, do you want to talk at all about your sports at the U? Uh, how, how it went? I know that, uh, I don't want to say football kind of left a bad taste in your mouth. Is that wrong to say? No, it didn't leave a bad taste in my mouth. It's, it's okay. just hard, right? I mean, you transition yeah. from high school sports. That's, you know, it's, you're learning the ways it's kind of, you're cutting the red tape, right? Well, when you get to the college level or the collegiate level, it's, it's a different animal, right? You're playing against guys that are twice your size that are mm -hmm. twice as fast as you and bigger. And so I think for me in my early years, uh, I've got some experiences that I look back and I'm like, I can't believe I even survived those kind of things. I mean, um, but, uh, no, I think playing at the collegiate level was, was a great learning opportunity for me. It was kind of an interesting, uh, you know, balance of my life. Right. Uh, I was just recently married, got home from my mission. And so, um, you know, kind of balancing, you know, the football atmosphere and then balancing marriage too, was, was good to experience that early on in my marriage because, you know, it really helped me kind of grow to where I am today. But, uh, you know, yeah, playing football for the U was fantastic. Soccer was, you know, ended kind of on a, on a sour note, just because, it's just uh, with an injury. Um, but yeah. uh, other than that, uh, you know, sports is, again, like I said, has been all my life. So yeah. um, worth, it, worth it though, to be in college, would you, would you encourage us, your sons to do, to follow that path? hundred percent. I think, I think it's a good, it's a good experience and a good challenge. I think it really, you know, stretches you in ways that, you know, I didn't, wouldn't have it, you know, been stretched otherwise. Right. So, um, but uh, yeah, it's definitely just a different level, different game, a different yeah. experience. I mean, it's, it's crazy. How much creatine did you consume as a high school kid? <laughs> so I'll tell you. So when I, before I left on my mission, <laughs> I was a running back. And so, uh, I, you know, I weighed, I started, I came out of high school, like a buck 80. And then when mm -hmm. I left before my mission, so I had experienced, I went through a fall, all of fall with the U I weighed two ten. So, um, there were times that I had to like, you know, the hot and sweaty little Caesars. I mean, I would pound a, a full box of that before practice just to make weight. I mean, it was brutal. I mean, I, I could go on to stories about the U. I mean, I remember gross early morning <laughs> workouts, you know, rolling in the indoor facility, just rolling like on my hands like this and having blisters on my forearms and <sighs> just, it, it was in, it was a good learning experience for me and, and, uh, you know, a good challenge, but yeah, definitely weighed, put on the pounds for sure. <laughs> yeah. Kristen, so. any uh, questions for Jake's college career? Um, it's interesting because Stu and I have kind of talked about this just kind of with some other friends that, that played collegiate sports and, um, I, and I don't know, like with your perspective, when you look at what is sacrificed or what is required, um, not only what did that teach you about yourself, like kind of how, what you're willing to do for this thing. Um, but also like, what would you advise your kids? Because, um, you know, you hear these kind of horror stories almost a little bit about the sacrifice on the body, on the mind, uh, to play at the collegiate level, um, not feeling like that spot's ever yours. And you're kind of in this fight or flight all the time. And that takes a toll mentally and physically. And I just wonder like, what did that teach you? And then at the same time, 
like, have you been able to use that? And would you like, would you advise athletes differently, like going into that Hmm. mentally, physically? Yeah. I mean, there's, I think there's definitely a mental aspect of it. And I think there's a physical aspect of it. Right. I mean, you know, going to the collegiate level, you have to really prepare yourself. I mean, it's a different game, right. But, uh, I don't know. That's, that's a pretty loaded question. I feel like, I mean, I want my kids and, you know, everyone should have their own opportunity to explore that option, but just know that like when you move up a level of competition, the competition is moves up too, and it's, it's faster, it's, it's stronger and bigger. And so um, obviously that's going to take a toll mentally. It's going to take a toll physically. Right. And I think where I got to the point in my collegiate career, like why I quit or why I went away was, you know, I, I just realized that my 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 values and, and the trajectory of my life, I needed to kind of focus on a career and, and go down that path. I had exhausted, put all this time and energy, you know, in my sports, but realized that, you know, look, I needed to kind of get a job. I needed to start a family. And so I think, you know, perspective kind of changed. And, um, you know, that, that kind of took me to the end of my road in my collegiate career. But I don't know if that your question. There, there was a loaded question, but I feel like you know, yeah, as you take it to the next level, you definitely have to prepare yourself mentally, physically, emotionally. I mean, cause it's hard. It's definitely a big, huge time commitment. And, and unfortunately, like I just got to the point in my life where I was like, it's time for me to switch gears. It's time for me to be a dad and to focus on family and, and career and, and things of that nature. Nice. Great answer. Good, Jake. Good question. Very good. Thank you. Co-host <laughs> co-host with the most. Okay. So, um, your wife mentioned that when you moved into Miduela neighborhood, um, you started cycling, but I, I think you had started before that. I did. I did. Yeah. Uh, it was because I've, I've seen the picture. I was just going to say, do we have that to pull up? <laughs> Don't put that out. That is yes. that, like, I got the name. Like that's like, you guys call me Hollywood, but I was definitely not Hollywood back in the day. Like it was, nobody awful. was, Let's it was awful. It. Um, no, so I started, you know, cycling. My first bike obviously was, you know, a Fuji up, got bought it up in sports den and, you know, kind of slowly started. So I, I think after I, um, I tore my ACL, I needed something to kind of continue to rehab. And so I, I bought a bike, you know, began rehabbing my knee and you kind of use it as an outlet to, you know, get better and to get stronger and to fulfill that need of, you know, that, that football, you know, desire that, that kind of you know, background, I, I needed to fill that, that, that void. And so, um, the bike became that. And so Matt, Jason, um, we just started riding, but it was funny. We, we just ride emigration. We no joke. I think the funniest thing was when we, we would ride Mill Creek like twice a year, but we felt like that was the biggest ride. I come back from riding oh, yeah. Mill Creek and I'd be like, dude, I just rode 30 miles. Like, and everyone, we'd look at each other and be like, no, no way, dude. Like you rode Mill Creek. Yes. It was hilarious. So like, and that's just like a common Tuesday for us now. Right. But like back in the day, I was like, I'd come back and be like, yeah, bro, I, I, I rode Mill Creek. My brother would be like, are you serious? You're like, whoa, like, yeah, that's insane. To the so, top. Yeah. It was just, it was funny. So, um, but that's kind of where it started. So it's just kind of a rehab thing, but then um, slowly and, and, but surely just continued to do it. And obviously moved into, um, you know, the holiday area and, and came in contact. I think I mentioned this on chips podcast, but you know, ran into Andy and ran into Chip at church on the first Sunday and kind of introduced myself. And um, I think I remember too, Stu, I think there was a time I was writing up uh, emigration and seeing you come down and I was like, oh, hmm. that's the Stu Anderson. Oh, yeah. Um, but, the... Uh, the Stu Anderson. Mm-hmm. But uh, anyways, yeah, that's kind of how it all started. So nice. Didn't you um, also ride uh, the the Saint hmm. with Creighton? I mean, well, that was before us, right? I mean, that kind of started with Matt and Matt's yep. dad. Yep. So that was, a, that was kind of like our big race. Like, like Lodejo was never even, I thought Lodejo was like the pinnacle in it. I mean, to some people still is, but you know, like Saints of Sinners for us was like the pinnacle every year. Like we'd plan it and do it. And it was supporting such a good cause. Obviously Matt is a, is basically a brother to me and a childhood friend and, and uh, you know, being able to ride and support for his dad on the ALS stuff was amazing in itself. And so um, yeah, it's, it's uh, that's was our kind of our big a race for the year. We, we loved it. And, thought that was the coolest thing to ride you know 150 miles for the week when rowdy like you look back now it's like that's nothing for what we do now so yeah that's awesome though i remember riding big cottonwood four or five times and then turning before solitude because i was like f this no way who goes to the top who goes to the top of this thing 
Do you remember the first time you rode to the top with me and I almost got yes. off the bike before we got to the top? And I was it like, took, oh, well, what are you thinking? Like, well, what took are us, you doing? It took us, if you look at the Strava file, it was like an hour 50. Oh, it was the my, it was like the worst experience on a bike. Because then I remember the next year I rode Big Cottonwood with Sharp. It was like 2014. We rode it one morning and then we rode it again like Friday. And I was like, dude, this is, I've rode this canyon more this week than I've ever ridden it. And Sharp looked at me like, what are you, what, what are you saying? Like I, I've ridden it eight times this week. Like dude, I didn't even know those, those canyons even existed. I mean, I was like, how can you even <laughs> you can write, write those things up? You know, like you can write up there. Like, that's crazy. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Stick to uh, the creek, you know. Stu thought that way too until he met Dave Sharp. Dude, Dave. And Dave was like, I think Dave, I, shout out I, to Dave. Dave has been mentioned on every podcast. He I mean, what a legend he is, man. I make sure of it. I put it in the outline. <laughs> I mean, he was my first, you know, you know, interaction within the team too. One of the first. Yeah. I mean, riding up Big Conwood with him was my first John up there, you know. Ult- ultimate ambassador. Yep. Just the best. Um, one thing I admire about Jake a lot is his passion for, and you've already felt it, passion for people, passion for his team. Uh, you know, first thing he did was deflect to his team and the other guys that he works with. Jake, maybe talk a little bit about like, where does that come from? Does that come from your dad? Does that come from your big family? Like, how is that a, a part of you? Yeah, I think, you know, it comes from my family. My family has always been, you know, people first, right? I think it shows with their foundation. It shows, you know, just what they do on their, on a daily basis. But uh, I think the one, you know, how I kind of learned and I didn't have a dad that served a mission and LDS mission. So it was kind of the first oldest to kind of really go and explore to go out on my own and, and serve a mission. And so I remember, uh, you know, going to my mission, my, my, you know, going to the airport, pick, getting picked up by the APs and stuff like that. And, uh, I remember feeling very inadequate, like being an MPC. I didn't you know those of who understand the MPC is it's you know, where missionaries go and they learn how to become a missionary. So they learn the different you know, books and all that kind of jazz. Well, I, I, I went to the MPC, like not really knowing anything like, but I was linked with a companion and, and missionaries who like were so well-versed in the scriptures and just everything. Right. Hmm. And here I am, like some athlete didn't really know anything. So I'm like, you know what, like, we'll just see how it goes. That was kind of my attitude. And so um, I remember getting picked up at the airport my first day in the mission and, and one of the APs, you know, we were just kind of talking and, and he, and he mentioned this quote that stuck with me ever since. And I, I think obviously you've heard it, Stu, and I've, I use it every time I see a new person on the team, but you know, it's people don't care what you know until they know you care about them. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's, it's something that stuck with me because, you know, really you could have the smartest person in the room, but you know, if, if that person you're talking to doesn't know that you care about them, it, they, they don't really, it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. And so I kind of use that as everywhere in life I go, I, I, people, who people I interact with people at work, you know, I try to really get to know them and understand their story because everybody's got a story. Everybody's got a unique story. And, you know, I want them to feel that I, you know, I care about them and, 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 you know, really sincerely want to understand who they are and, and, you know, what they mean. And so anyways, it was, it was a, it was a good eye opening for me. So throughout my mission, I kind of used that as I would talk to people and train new people. And now in my career, just you know, use it every day in, in, in my career. So I love it. Nice. And that's, I mean, this sport, uh, you know, one of the reasons why it's so good is it incorporates that, you know, um, you can be a lone wolf and that's cool. Um, but man, what an opportunity to connect with so many different types of people and, you know, see them succeed or leave them in the dust. I don't know how you want to look at it but either way it's a really sure. it's incredible it's incredible sport so nice yep, for sure Kristen, comments um no i would just say that um one of the things that stands out the most about jake is his passion for this team like he just he takes it personal um he it's it's like part it's it's part of who he is and it's like a loyalty thing, you know? And I think um, it shows because <clears throat> I think all he has to do is talk about it to people and most people are showing up for the Monday ride and they want to know what it's all about. And um, I just think it's it's awesome to be a teammate with him and to be able to watch him sort of spread that loyalty and that passion for like the team and not just the sport and that I can excel and I can be the best, but at the same time I can teach another person and 
and bring in another person to do the same. And, and so it's just something that I admire and I love just being a part of is just watching Jake um, be just so passionate about this group and about this team. Yeah. So maybe comment on that. Um, where does that come from? Why, why dedication and passion for the team? Because I think for me, it's, it's given me far more, you know, I've received far more things from this team than, you know, than I've basically put in. Right. So, I mean, it's, it's just what it's given me. It's, and uh, you know, I think I can think of an experience that one of the biggest experiences I've had in the last, you know, three years of my life is, you know, obviously the people who I've come in contact with, but one of those is, you know, used to, I mean, I, you know, for those who probably don't know my, my wife, uh, you know, suffered a stroke uh, three years ago while we were serving over in Italy. And I apologize. Sometimes I get choked up about it, but, you know, she suffered a stroke and it was hard and probably one of the hardest things I've, you know, experienced in my life. But uh, I think I remember Stu, when my wife suffered the stroke, you, you guys were over in Italy. I mean, you guys were over in, in California on your guys' Newport trip. And uh, um, it was crazy to me because, <laughs> so, you know, she suffered a stroke and, you know, here I was alone in this foreign country, not understanding the language and stuff. And there was a, you know, from the hospital to our hotel, there was about a, you know, 40 minute walk. And, and so, you know, as we, as I left her at the hospital, I was walking back and, you know, there was this pub that was basically right there outside of our hotel. And I kind of walked in to go eat some dinner because I was just frantic and didn't kind of know what was going on. And, you know, meanwhile, you know, set the stage again, you guys were in California, but here I am sitting at dinner and, you know, order food and up on this, you know, in the front of me is this chalkboard and, obviously it's got a list of beers as beer is, is, you know, the plentiful stuff over there in Italy. And, and, uh, here I am like, you know what, this would be really nice just to order beer and, and, uh, you know, just drink my life, drink my, my emotions away. And all of a sudden, as soon as I'm about to order a beer, no joke, my phone rings and it's Stu. And, uh, excuse me. It was, it was a life changer for me. And I think that's, um, you know, the love for the team that I have is it's what's given me outside of the bike or off the bike. You know, here Stu is and with his family, enjoying the beach, you know, total different time zones. And uh, he shoots me calls and he goes, JK, what's going on? I just had this prompting to, to call you. And I'm like, oh my goodness. I mean, it just couldn't come at a better time. <laughs> so uh, sorry, I apologize to get a little emotional about that. But uh that's just, you know, my love for this team and dedication is purely because of what it's given to me off the bike. And again, I love relationships. I love everything about the team. And, and, uh, you know, for me, it's, it's all about the people and, uh, that's what really drives me every day. Great story. Thanks, Jake. Love you, dude. You want to report on your wife? She good. She's good. good. Yeah. Everything's good with my wife. We're, yeah, uh, she's come a long way and our sweet yeah. Lottie came into this world, you know, a, a year and a half ago, which was a huge blessing. So, uh, yeah, you know, just a miracle for sure. Love you, man. Love you. All right. Very good. I don't want to stop there though. Let's go. <laughs> hey, uh, if you, if you didn't know, Jake's taken the responsibility for the last three years for camp. Um, maybe let's talk about that for a sec. You know, uh, the only reason I want to bring it up, it uh, only for i guess two reasons one um sometimes i wonder if um like we didn't we didn't ask you um uh maybe i'll put it this way <laughs> when you arrive at kit pickup none of the people who are there serving you have been asked to be there <laughs> true very true um so next time you arrive at kit pickup um that's just like a like a reminder that your teammates have voluntarily asked to serve in a way that they like Jake just described I would like to do something for the people who I am riding with beyond um, which I think is very okay so with that in mind Jake said I want to plan camp we didn't ask him and at the time I was like okay uh don't we just go to St. George and like ride around like, <laughs> but Jake took camp and turned it into what it is. Um, maybe talk about that for a sec. 
Yeah, I remember, I remember that phone call. I was driving home from work and, you know, we were kind of talking. I was like, Stu, let me do camp. And you're like, okay. And I was kind of okay. like, okay, maybe this is like my test. You know what I mean? Like maybe <laughs> I can prove to Chip and Stu that I can do something. But uh, no, he was like, great, let's do it. And so just kind of took it, took the reins over from there. And, you know, there's been nothing but love with Stu and Chip and they've been completely supportive. And, you know, I think the biggest thing for me is when you peel back that onion, of, of Stu and Chip, seeing how they manage the team. I think taking over camp really solidified that to me of how much they really do or you guys love this team and how much time and effort goes into planning, you know, a kit pickup, but mm -hmm. let alone a camp, right? And so, um, you know, there's nothing I love more than, you know, trying to take on a challenge and in, in, in a vision or a goal and, and seeing it, you know, from the beginning all the way through. And, but uh, I think this, the, the real reality is like, you know, yeah, camp is not possible with just me it took a whole army to do camp and you know Todd Rackers the Chris Harmons you know all the sponsors Chip I mean there's just so much that goes involved but in reality once you peel that onion back and get to really see inside the team meaning inside Stu and Chip how they roll things it's incredible so I'm just grateful to be a part of it and help any way I can I love camp and it, it is Jake's vision the raffle the routes the planning the communication uh, it's kind of like a little labor of uh, his his love, his appreciation for how it goes. I hope I and, don't know how we're gonna make it better though, man. Jeez, Louise, um, got to though, right? Somehow. Can, oh, it's gonna be. We're gonna, <laughs> I think we're, we're gonna, gonna have a hundred plus people there this year. We're gonna have clowns. We're gonna have. Uh, we added kind regards. We added gravel last year, which was a fun part. Uh, the yep. raffle went from like a couple cups and T-shirts from Hangar 15 to literally like thousands of dollars of prizes given away um so very fun okay thanks for campus the best yep um maybe let's move here and then i want to and then we're going to talk jake's got some great advice for you um what do you love most about cycling you know you are if anything uh you know there's some guys that are kind of like in and out in and out you are very consistent with um athletic with athletics in general um what is that what drives you to do that you know, I think a lot of it is just a therapeutic aspect for me. Um, you know, you get up early in the morning, you're going to suffer with a bunch of dudes and girls and, you know, but I think more importantly, you talk about life, you talk about your struggles, you talk about, you know, things that are going on with kids and just daily stuff. It's not about you're just, I mean, you're smashing the pedals with them, but at the same time, like you have that connection with them. So I think that's a big aspect for me is just the therapeutic part. I use that as like a place where I can detox and, you know, feel loved and, 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 you know, be around other people. So nice. I see that, uh, huge part, huge part of, of writing. Um, uh, and I think that kind of comes as a bit of an addiction for a lot of <laughs> athletes. Um, sure. you know, like when you don't get it, things get weird in my sure. opinion and that's 100%. fine. Right, babe. Yeah. Yeah. As long as you have a partner who can kind of rein you in, um, tell you when you're going a little overboard. So. Well, it, feel, it just fills so many different cups. It's like, I think it's one of the reasons that if you're involved in this team and you're really all in, I think with me, Dwelly, um, it's because of that reason that Jake is saying is it's not just exercise. Um, it, it's not just like competing. It's, it's not just filling this like one slot in that morning. Um, you're getting like relationships out of it advice, mentorship, um, like it's a real family. It's like a real community. So I think, you know, that's like what gets us up at 440 in the morning. Mm -hmm. If I didn't think that Jake was waiting on the corner at Lincoln, I would wait and go at six or whatever. I mean, I just think, um, yeah. I mean, I think what he says just applies to when you're involved in something that you care about, like it drives you to. Yeah. It's perfect. Is there another text group like the fair weather crew that I'm not on? That there used to be an afternoon squad. Yeah, group. afternoon squad. Uh, huh. <laughs> John Olson, where are you? I don't even know where John. I mean, John kind of was the head of the afternoon squad. Um, Jake and I participated in a really fun uh Google document. I guess it was an Apple document where we set some goals with some other friends and we wrote them down and we watched them and we we stayed accountable. Maybe talk about that, Jake, how you manage and set up uh, your year. Um, we've kind of had some interesting 2020, 2021, 2022. They've been kind of different. So 
How do, how do you manage that? Yeah, I think uh, I'll start with like 2020, right? I think 2020 for me was obviously, you know, the start of the pandemic and it was hard for everybody. But uh, I think from a biking perspective and like a team perspective, I think it was probably one of the best years because again, I mean, racing's fun. I mean, I, I'm not judging or anything like that, but there were no races in 2020, right? So it, it kind of forced everyone to like be together in a sense of like, you know, or, or train and have like go to different rides, be adventurous in, in things. And, and so I think uh, that kind of started this, this kind of perspective for me of, of how I want to set my goals and manage my racing and events every year. And so um, I just think the older I get, so yeah, like, like I said, I, you know, every year I, I start in, in December and create goals and, and keep them very private. And then um, I know that we, as a couple guys, you know, did share some goals with each other this year, which I thought was really cool because kind of see and dive into other people's, you know, what their mindset is and, you know, what are they kind of chasing and what are their values and goals and what was cool. I think all of us, I think all of us were like, one of the goals was to bring a new person into, into Dwelly this year. And so I think mm -hmm. that was something cool to kind of bounce off with each other and have the same goal. But um, I think my perspective though, continuing is just the older I get, you know, the more I realize it's, it's not about races and podiums for me. I mean, I've done races, I've done, tried to chase podiums, but for me, again, it goes back to relationships or and most importantly, just creating memories or experience with people you love. Right. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, going up to three towers, like there's nothing I love more than going <laughs> up there and riding that. Right. Um, you know, I, I love going on these chips adventures. I know we're on the podcast with him, we talked about these chips adventures, right. I mean, 2020 was a year of that, right. Just so my Killian's Canyon and, you know, Lambs Butterfield. And all, Butterfield. I mean, I couldn't remember how times we went to Butterfield, you know, like it was it's just like a normal Thursday ride. Like we're just going <laughs> to head out to Butterfield. <laughs> it was, but like we bonded so much and we saw so many different, you know, canyons yeah. and, and things, but uh, so I don't know for, for my goals and, and how I kind of set my things every year, it just, you know, what experience or memories do I want to create this year and with whom? Nice. So um, that's kind of my perspective. Nice. I love that great perspective and you took loaded off this year yep took loaded off uh and then just tried to i tested out crusher which was absolutely insane i remember <laughs> the best thing about crusher was uh i caught up with chris and i was actually uh, going <laughs> making a nature break and uh just you know kristen comes right next to me and you know we're continuing to ride each other and all of a sudden we hit the sarlacc pit and those who know the sarlacc pit and crusher it's this deep sand that you ride on for i don't know how many miles but I'm just riding with Kristen and all of a sudden she just freaking drops me. I mean, I'm, I am like in the deepest hurt pain cave. Um, you know, I also remember like riding up the backside of the coal and, and just seeing Ben Naylor huddled under a tree, just off his bike, sitting <laughs> like, on a tree. Like trying grasping for any little bit Anything. Of he said that at that moment he had lost his soul. Yes. <laughs> yeah. He asked when I, if when I passed him, I could see his soul exit his body. <laughs> Like I mean, if I could actually see it. And I was like, mm. was, it was just like, I mean, to me, like that was creating memories and experiences. Right. And like, I will forever remember, you know, Chris and dropping me in the Sarlacc pit and then driving, uh, riding up on Ben sitting under the tree and then, you know, finishing crusher with my brother. Right. He rode across the, the finish line with me and, you know, seeing everybody at the finish, you, you know, Jason Lang, everybody, it was just, those are things I want to be. Those that, that's, that's where I want to be and things I want to remember. So nice. Uh, if you don't know Jake, there is one aspect of his cycling that it, it has to be discussed as, as deep as you want to get as it deep does. as you want to get. I mean, no one can touch your swag. Impo no, it's one. no one, no one even close. I mean, there's maybe Chris Johnson from TBD. He could maybe yeah. have a little candle, but uh, let's talk about that. Primo gear glasses shoes bikes always on point uh how much will you reveal there well i go by a saying so it start i mean <laughs> if you look good you feel good feel good you play good it didn't start mm -hmm. just with biking it's went all the way back to my sporting days right i mean you know you played football <laughs> stew you got to put the spat on the on the cleats mm -hmm. you know you've got to wear the wristbands you've got to wear the visor all that kind of stuff with you is probably a neck roll right but uh <laughs> You know, I think, uh, I just, you know, I love looking good. I think that's, it's, I think it's a huge part of, you know, the psyche, the, the, the mental part of it. And I mean, you can't tell me when you put on a new pair of shoes, you're like, man, I'm feeling fast today. Or you yeah. put a new pair of glasses on, you're like, oh man, I look just so good today. Or, you know, matching kits, right. Matching with a good top with a black bottom. I mean, you know, I think 
you know, it's just fun to, to play around with that stuff. And so I know that I've enjoyed that over the years. And uh, like my wife said, I think in the beginning, you know, I just love to talk shop with about gear. I, I'm, a, I'm a gear fanatic. I love talking about gear, researching it, seeing what new things are coming out. And, you know, it's just uh, something I have a very, very passionate about, but uh, yeah, you look good, you feel good, feel good. You play good. That's kind of my, ment- nice. my mentality as I, as I bike. So you look good, dude. Well done. I love it. All right. We got a few uh, advice section. Jake's taking some real good time to talk about a few things. And and maybe Jake, if you were looking back, uh, starting over, you're talking to young 21 year old Jake. Uh, wh- what is it that you're going to tell him? Like how, what advice do you give yourself? So this was the, this was a very interesting question as I, as you uh, proposed this, as I was looking over the last couple of days and I think the first thing that instantly came with my mind is uh, just invest in people. Um, I've, I've done a lot of, you know, thinking about, uh, you know, relationships. Obviously, I've talked a lot about that in this podcast, but, uh, you know, life is about a relationship. And, you know, um, I tried to, to make the relationship in my life not transactional. So, you know, it's not mm-hmm. about numbers. It's not about, you know, any of that stuff. It's, it's about being transformational. So, you know, anyone I come into contact to, I, you know, I want to make it a transformational relationship because I know that lasts. that's, that's long lasting, right. A transaction is just a quick, easy fix and an easy fill. And so, um, you know, try to, my, my big thing is just, I want to make, you know, invest in people and invest in their lives. And, you know, it kind of goes back to, you know, people don't care what you know until you know, you care about them. And, um, I'll, I'll share this other thing, uh, you know, Brad Clifford, I'm, you know, we're going to do a podcast with him here in a couple of weeks, but, uh, mm-hmm. You know, I follow him on Instagram and yeah, I played football with him at the U and, and, uh, he's little does he know, he's, he's a mentor of mine as I kind of following him along, but, uh, he, he shared this, he had this Instagram post a couple of weeks ago, which is, has stuck with me ever since. And I think I shared with you, Stu, as we rode three towers one day, but, uh, he had this picture of this couple holding hands. He kind of had a rough day, a rough morning. And he was flying out. He had, there's this old couple holding hands and he looked over and saw that. And, you know, he just, he kind of shared his thoughts about love and, you know, kind of change his perspective of, of his day and his emotions and kind of his attitude for the day. But uh, he says, uh, he, he talked about love and he said, the most savage of men are the most loving men I happen to know. And uh, I, I completely agree. I mean, I don't know if, if you, rec- you, you recognize this or, or remember any of this stuff, but I, I always love to say, hey, love you, bro. When we talk on the phone or anybody mm-hmm. like, hey, love you, bro. Um, you know, it's because I care. I love, I truly love and care about, you know, and, and want to invest in, in your life. And, and so, uh, I think that was kind of the same long lines what Brad was trying to say is just the yeah. most savage men or the most loving men I happen to know. So I just tried to, to, to show love as, as, as much as I can. So. Nice. And that's tough sometimes when you're put in masculine sporting activities, I guess, for sure. you know? Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, any, anything else, any others? Um, yeah, a couple more. So I, you know, I think, uh, another one I would look at is just be the change you want to see in the world. Right. It's kind of a, just a common thing. I mean, just be the person you want to see and, and, or the change you want to see in the world. So it's pretty, pretty cut and dry. And then, you know, lastly, just surround yourself with people who are growth oriented and share similar values. Right. And I think I kind of, you know, as, as you get older, as I've gotten older, I kind of have time to lean more towards people who share the same values and interests of me. And so, um, you know, there's a, uh, in life, sometimes, obviously, you know, we're leading, but other times we're following too. you know, occasionally we get stuck in the middle and just hold on for dear life. But often we want to break away and follow our dreams and goals, but sometimes life can get thorny, discouraging. And we want to learn how important it is, uh, how, and we learn how important it is to slow down, wait and lean on those who support us. Right. So I think too, that goes along the lines of the values. I mean, sometimes you can be a follower and sometimes it's, it's good yeah, to, sure. to lead as well, but you need to lean on those those people. And so making sure you have those people who have shared the right values with you is, is super important. Nice. Very good. Um, great advice. Uh, we'll end here with some, Oh no, we got a little more, two more, um, young guys coming into the team all the time. You know, um, they see the way that we ride and they see the way you ride, how many miles we get. Um, and that, that is a lifetime of work. Maybe share a bit about what you've learned for, training, training advice, what you've learned about fitness and health, especially like, if you don't know, Jake's kids are little, these are babies, (laughs) right? I mean, this is not balancing the sport of like 10 and 12, 15 hours of training a week. It's not easy. 
Um, maybe talk about that for a bit, how, what you've learned about training fitness. Yeah. Training for me, I think, you know, it's just, I think everyone who's got on here and say that it's that golden hour, right? 5am to 8am when you got little kids, you got to train in the morning because you know, your days is work and afternoons and evenings is full of kid mode, right. Or dad mode. So typically I spend a lot of my time 5am to 8am is, is kind of my time. And, you know, I do spend, you know, my late falls, winter trail running. I kind of mix it up, get a different change of scenery, which has been good. So um, I don't start Zwift until January. I'm pretty hard <laughs> for him on that. So, um, but uh, yeah, I think what I've learned is just, you know, health and fitness is a marathon. It's not a sprint, right? It's something you've got to continually just to, to work at and progress. It's, um, you know, you, you get what you, um, you know, what you put in is what you get out, right? So, I mean, just, you're going to put a donut in your mouth. You're probably not going to be hundred percent. Right. So um, I don't, it just affects everything, energy, mood, right? Whatever you put in is, is, is what you're going to get out. Um, and also too, like, you don't have to get it right the first time, you know, you just got to fail faster. Don't be afraid to, you know, if you make a mistake or fail, or, you know, your, your fitness is on a, on a decline, like that shouldn't stress you out, like take a rest week or just reevaluate things. Right. Um, it doesn't have to be an exact science. And I think another thing is just have fun, have fun with it, experiment and nah. don't get set on, on one thing. I think I just try to have fun, just, you know, enjoy it and. You're usually so. pretty somber, dude. You're not, you're not very fun. <laughs> uh, I remember. Yeah. Yeah. We got, yeah. It's fun. So life of the party, dude. Come on. Any packs of Hawaiian shirts. Yeah. It's pretty rare. It's pretty rare. You find like a disgruntled, sad Jake just yeah. doesn't happen. doesn't happen. Yeah, I was going to say, uh, you know, the Hawaiian shirts is running up a little Conrad Canyon <laughs> with the Hawaiian shirt on, you know, a couple of years ago. I mean, that's just, yeah, it's fun. So, so good. Yeah. <laughs> Very good. All right. Um, Kristen, any comments there? Any thoughts? Um, no. Okay. Very good. All right. Let's, I always kind of like to ask this question because it's something that I am very intrigued about always, which is, um, you know, sometimes I give like, uh, I used to be into gym, like a lot of gym stuff, right? Can you imagine going to the gym for like a, like a two and a half hour, three hour sesh? Right. You, you would be pinned as like a, like a, just a weirdo, right? Like, well, I did my mobility. Then I did my strength. Uh, okay. But that is standard operating procedure for any cyclist, like a two and a half hour, three hour ride. Okay. So, uh, I guess the question to, you know, for both you, as I often ask is how do we better balance, um, family, religion, sports, work, um, what do you think, Jake, what's the best way to balance? Man, that's a great question. You know, uh, as you add more kids and family grows that the balance, you know, becomes harder and harder to balance in your life. But, uh, I don't know. I've had in my life, I've had federal, you know, several, like kind of, you know, turn back moments, like where I feel like I am at the point where I want to quit and, you know, it's, you know, happened to me many times, but, uh, I think the more that I, tell myself not to quit and continue to find that balance in my life. I, you know, I find success. And so, um, you know, I just, I don't know, I get, I get pulled as, as, as you know, again, my kids get older and, and, you know, it's, it is harder to find that balance, but uh, I think it forces me to like find that balance even more. Right. I got to find time and, and priority to make my marriage good. I've got to find priority and, and balance to make my, you know, relationship with the Lord better. And, you know, I got to, make sure I make time for my priorities, which is cycling or exercise and things of that nature. But uh, yeah, I think, you know, just keep the mentality of, you know, don't quit, just keep moving on. Like I said, it's mm -hmm. life is, is a marathon, not a sprint. And, and uh, you know, balance is crucial, I think to anyone's life. And um, yeah. Great. Kristen, you know, both of us very well. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Uh, any advice for us for balancing better? What do you think? Kind of like putting me in it. Yep. I don't know that I would have, um, I don't know that I necessarily have advice. I, I would just say that I think sometimes um, you have to be moldable or willing to make um, changes to that routine because, mm. you know, where, it, for instance, with Stu and I, you know, when our babies were little, we had to take turns in the mornings and then we didn't get to ride together. And then we had a really good stretch of, we had, a, you know, kids were a little bit older so we could leave them, we could ride together. And we're, we're kind of back into this, like, 
we're having to take turns. And um, I just think like recognizing that the needs in yourself are mirrored in the needs of your relationships. And so to think that one-sided way of like, well, I need to do this and I need to do this. And I, well, your relationships need the same. And so kind of just being willing to realize that that balance comes with like, I don't know how to explain that, but um, just realizing that those needs are need to be mirrored on the other relationships mm. as well. And just being willing to like, like with me, it's like, if I have to write at 10, like it's not as fun, but it works. And so like, I have to just make time to like, okay, well, if I'm going to do that this time and I have to make it work so that I can be home with my girls and Stu can get his right in and then I can get other things done throughout the day and then still be home for my kids at night. So it's just, I just think life's just kind of always throwing something new at you. And so you can't get too set in this routine of what, what you think is what you need to do. It's more of just like, okay, balancing is just like Tetris. It's like, what am I going to do with my minutes today? And where is it all going to fit? And how, how's it going to work best? Not just for me, but for all those relationships that need me. And, and, and that's all I'd say is I think that's how I have to do it is kind of <laughs> moving the blocks around and, and making it work. And nice. That's so. fantastic. That's yeah. Fun. So if I want an S works tarmac, then you want an S works tarmac. Mm-hmm. Is that about that, that kind of balance we're talking about? Yeah, like about? your needs are the same as mine. Yes. Yeah. So right. if I'm like, I need that, like, then I should give it to you. I mean, you yes. do wear her bibs, Stu. I mean, that's, you know, so. <laughs> I do wear bibs. These he are has, tight. <laughs> he has put my bibs on and he does wear, uh, I think, these, a couple of my long sleeves where he's Why like, are these so short? <laughs> this is nice. This fits tight. Hey, ladies, extra small jerseys can fit a dude in, that wears a medium. I'm telling you right now, you <laughs> can get, you can do it. You off. can get into it. I saw Spencer chipping pull it off. <laughs> it it's a really good fit. Really tighten the elbows, but you can make it work. Mm-hmm. All right, Jake, 2023. Any any anything there? Any any thoughts? TBD, you know, TBD. Hey, we'll see. We'll see how it all shakes out. I mean, obviously, I've got I'd love to do Crusher again. I think that's fun. It's probably put on the docket there and. I don't know. We'll see how it shakes out. You know, I think, uh, yeah, we'll see how it just all plays out and, you know, enjoy these last few months of the year. And then, um, you know, we'll see how it shakes out in the spring. So cool. Uh, if you didn't know it, Jake wears a yellow Jersey and it's for a reason. Hopefully you learned that today, uh, his loyalty, passion for the team, just an incredible leader, example, and friend. Hopefully you'll make friends with Jake. Um, and, Follow him when it comes to me dwell a ways, right? That's why you wear the yellow jersey, man. Amen. Amen. So Kristen, no, be more oh, grateful. Final thoughts. No, we're just lucky. We're just lucky and blessed to have someone like Jake. I agree. He's willing to give time and energy and passion and love to something that we all love and it makes the sport better. No matter what, you have an ambassador for a community in cycling who loves it and wants to share it with others. And I think you couldn't ask for a better teammate. So uh, I'm just, I'm honored and grateful to have him as a friend and a teammate. Love you, Kristen. It's fantastic. Thank you. Thanks, Jake. Thanks guys. Where are we riding tomorrow? Where are we riding tomorrow? I might, I might, I guess we're going on a noon, right? Are we going on, on a nooner know. tomorrow or what? Yeah, nooner, babe. Nooner. Nooner. Yeah. We're not going on a nooner. I'm, I'm we're going to run my two inch shorts tomorrow. So, you know, we're going <laughs> to. <laughs> All right. We'll plan that later. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Love you guys. Love you. Oh, thanks.